Looking ahead today on Peacock and Williamson to the 2023 season, which teams in the NFL have the best chance to go from last place to first place in their respective divisions? Who's going worst to first in 2023 right now? NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to the everydayers. What do we have coming up this week? Well, we're going worst to first and tomorrow taking a peek at the other side, which teams could be uh, dropping from first place to last place in their respective divisions in the NFL. Uh, make sure you get your Twitter questions in early for this week's mailbag at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter or drop a comment on the new Peacock and Williamson YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribed up there and everywhere you get your podcasts. So let's just start with every last place team, Matt, and talk through these and see which ones have the best shot. And then at the end, we'll rank which ones we think actually do have that legitimate shot and will become a worst to first team because it happens every year, Matt. And the NFL is chaotic and so much happens in the league. And, and when teams start to get good, they get good fast. That's one thing that I've noticed mm -hmm. around the league. And it happened last year with the uh, the team that drafted first overall in the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? And they're a playoff team all of a sudden. So let's start with the AFC East and those New York Jets, which were 7-10. and 10, Pretty respectable team despite their chaos at quarterback in 2022, Matt. The 7-10 and 10 Jets were in last place in the AFC East. What do you think about their shot to maybe win it all this year? Yeah, I think they're a strong candidate for when we scan these eight divisions, which we're about to do. The Jets probably have maybe as good a shot as any, but I think we both would concede this is probably the toughest division in the league. But, man, their their defense was really solid last year. I think it'll remain in, at a top 10 type of unit on that side of the ball. They lost their last six in a row. I mean, the wheels really came off. The quarterback position was a disaster. I think Rodgers, even if he's not two years ago MVP Rodgers, gives them a chance to win 10 games. And in this division, maybe you win four out of your six division games and you end up on top. I don't think that's crazy talk for the Jets. If you're looking for a team, what's the formula to be in a whole lot better? Well, it's probably personnel-wise, starting with quarterback, that you got a whole lot better. So check that box mm -hmm. for the Jets. Are they good? Coaching wise, are uh, are they good on defense? I think you check those boxes. I think so. As yeah. Well, uh, you know, you look at the offensive lines and the defensive lines, and so uh, the New York Jets have just as good of a chance, I think, as any team in the NFL to be a, a very improved football team in 2023. If you know injuries and all of those things, of course, uh, go go their way. And look, they only have to win three more games than they did last year to get into the playoffs. Yeah, um, they have to win quite a few more games to reach the 13 win total of the Buffalo Bills, though. And, and that's what makes this difficult because it is a tough division and there's very good teams that were above them. Uh, the New England Patriots are always going to be tough and difficult, even though I don't think any of either of us, uh, you know, are hugely excited about the, the prospects for the Patriots. But they could be for sure better. Just having a better offensive coordinator sure. uh, could get them from eight and nine and flip that to at least nine and eight. Right. For the Patriots. No, we'd be shocked there if they were over 500 uh, Miami Dolphins 
were a nine and eight team last year. And I think they were probably better than that record and depends on their quarterback health. Right. And of course, the Buffalo Bills, who I just mentioned, won the division with 13 wins. So it's still as good as the Jets could be. There's a lot of work to do because there's a is one of the better divisions in football right now. Yeah, to me, that's the biggest obstacle. Like, if the Jets were in either the South, they'd be like, boy, I might pick them to win the division. I mean, in this one, it's like, they can. I mean, they'd have to have a very good year, but it's certainly possible, and I, I think that's a big compliment, considering the status of this division. All right, so the, the Jets have a good shot for it. We'll see how they rank yeah, in with the rest yeah. of these teams as, as we look ahead to 2023, and, and which teams could go worst to first in their respective divisions. AFC North, Matt. The Cleveland Browns were like the Jets seven and 10 last year. So that's a pretty good record for the last place team in a division. And again, it's a very competitive division where I think, and you probably could say this almost any year about every team that oh, you, you think got better, right? And we'll see which teams actually did get better. We might look at the other side of that coin on tomorrow's show, looking at first to worst teams, but the Cincinnati Bengals won the North last year at 12 and four. Then you had the Baltimore Ravens at 10 and seven. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers at nine and eight and the Cleveland Browns were last place at seven and 10. How do you feel about the Cleveland Browns going into 2023 and potentially winning the North? Well, I think they've had a very good off season. I think their passing game is expanded, you know, a, a big weakness a year ago, the defensive line outside of miles Garrett now looks like a strength. I'm sure they'll run the ball well, but you know, the, the jets, I just said, I I'm certain the jets will get better quarterback play. I'm not as certain with the Browns. They could. I mean, I, I hope all these conversations aren't just, well, if the quarterback plays well, they're going to win. Because, I mean, that's that can be said, you know, when we talk about C.J. Stroud and whoever. But, boy, Watson has to be what they're paying for. And he absolutely could be. But I think he's one of the biggest wild cards in the whole league right now. Their roster is certainly good enough to win a very good division. I think there's some volatility in Baltimore. I mean, could Baltimore, I think, could win – 13 games or they could win seven. I think since he is going to be a solid team, I think the Steelers are getting better gradually and aren't going to fall off a cliff. So again, tough climb, but if Watson is the old Watson, they certainly have a chance. Very good chance. I don't even know what level Watson has to get compared to past Watson's because when you look at his stats last year, they were just not good. And he was coming off just not playing, uh, he hadn't played since 2020, so he missed 2021 and then missed parts of 2022. So he only played six games last year after all that time off and, and everything, the turmoil off the field for him. If you go back to the last time he played Matt in Houston in 2020, he played 16 games and he completed 70.2% of his passes for nearly 5,000 yards, 4,823 yards. 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. I mean, that's a guy that you're looking at as a potential MVP candidate right. going into the following season. And then we know what happened going into the following seasons, plural, after that 2020 year with the Houston Texans and asking to be traded and then all the off-field stuff. And um, Last year for those six games, Matt, he only completed 58.2% of his passes. He had seven, uh, seven touchdowns and I believe it is eight interceptions here. Uh, no, five interceptions. Sorry, okay. the fonts are too small for me. My computer's far away. Um, <laughs> seven touchdowns and uh, seven touchdowns to five interceptions last year. 
And so he doesn't even have to get all the way back to 2020 version. He's just got to split the difference, which I, I don't see how he couldn't be at least better than what we saw from him last year in limited action after everything we talked about going on. So I, I think it's the easiest. I think it's easier to check this box with Watson and the quarterback position for the Browns being better almost than it is for a 40 year old Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. Hmm. The reason I disagreed with you is I thought Brissett played well, you know, so I think Watson almost has to be better than what he was. Yes. <laughs> will, he be, will, will the whole quarterback situation be two steps ahead of where it was for the whole season? I think so. I mean, I have faith that he's a really good player and say what you want about him off the field. You can excuse what he did on the field because of the insane path he took. 700 days off is bonkers. But you still got to beat the Steelers, Ravens, Bengals. You know, that's not the Jaguars, Titans, Colts. And looking at those Jacoby Brissett numbers, so if you put yeah. them together, you know, with Watson, uh, Brissett's side of the numbers were uh, 64%, 2,800 yards, uh, and 12 touchdowns to eight interceptions, So or six interceptions. Okay. So uh, led the, uh, you know, lit, didn't light the league on fire, but certainly was better than the six-game sample of Deshaun Watson, which they were hoping would be better quarterback play than Brissett's, and, and it wasn't numbers-wise. And and so is the the totality of Deshaun Watson in 2023 better than everything we saw from Brissett and Watson combined last year? And I still think that's a big yes, but it, it still has to happen for the Browns. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's certainly feasible. And they got better elsewhere, right? Oh, I think so. Quarterback, yeah. Like this is a this is a pretty good football team. Um, Elijah Moore added to the mix with Amari Cooper, mm -hmm. Cedric Tillman, the third rounder. Uh, on the offensive line, they've still got uh, Jedrick Wills at left tackle, Batonio, uh, Ethan Posich, um, Wyatt Teller, Jack Conklin, and Joku at tight end, right? Nick Chubb. Yeah. Nick Chubb, by the way, is going to be on all my fantasy teams at running back. Um, so, yeah, it's a great group. And then you've got Miles Garrett, and you've got Dalvin Tomlinson, who they – uh, who they added as a free agent. Zadarius Smith they brought in to go with, uh, I thought, a really good draft that they had in the third and fourth rounds, drafting guys like uh, Tillman. And they drafted Isaiah McGuire uh, on the defensive line. Jeremiah Owusu-Kormo with all that beef up in front to keep him clean and flying around the football field. Denzel Ward and Delpit and Thornhill and Newsom in the secondary um, with Cam Mitchell, who they brought in at corner and Ronnie Hickman. And so, I don't know. Uh, th th I think this is a good football team that has a, a very good chance to be better. And the question probably for me with the Browns is how much better and what's going on in the North. Cause it's a pretty tough division. I 100% agree. I mean, if, again, like the jets, if they were in the AFC South, I would say, boy, I like their chances, but uh, there's three tough teams to jump. Speaking of the AFC South, next Matt, AFC South and West. We'll talk about the NFC and we'll put our we'll put our we'll throw our money down, Matt, on the teams that we think will actually go worst to first in their divisions in 2023. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet. Now up to $2,500. That's right. A no-sweat first bet up to $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet 
doesn't win. And there's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook, FanDuel. Not only NBA playoffs, we've got NHL playoffs that have had some unbelievable overtime matchups. Of course, there's Major League Baseball all summer. You can still bet on a ton of NFL futures for that 2023 season. If you think your team will go worse to first, well, now's the time to bet before they start winning football games in 2023. Get those better odds at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. So, Matt, uh, we're getting into the NFC South now. Worst to first teams in 2023. And it gets a lot more difficult because the Houston Texans have some work to do. At 3-13 and 13 last year, sorry, 3-13-1 last year, that means they have to improve four games just to get to where the Jets and the Browns were that we just talked about. Mm, yeah. I don't see it. I, I don't see a worst to first. I see improvement. But rookie quarterback struggle. Rookie head coaches struggle. I think the defense in Houston is really lacking talent still. There's two or three pieces, but the offense is starting to shape up. Um, I know this kind of circumvents the, the exercise, but the Colts were one game better than the Texans. I could put, write a story where the Colts win this division. I can't with the Texans. Man, it's really hard for both because with the when you look at the Jets and the Browns, it's like, oh, okay there's a really, really good reason why their quarterback play could be not only improved right. at the top of the league, potentially. It's it's going to be hard to say that about the Colts or the Texans with a rookie quarterback. And with the Jaguars last year, who did go to worst to first, this is a division where it only took nine games to win that division, nine wins, right? So that the division part of it is a little bit easier. It's especially mm -hmm. easier last year. But what do the Jaguars have? They didn't have a rookie quarterback. They had the guy getting his second year bump at quarterback which was huge for them and I, so it's, it's a lot more difficult to see for the teams like the the Texans and the Colts could I write the story of you talked about the Colts maybe even winning the division what about the the Texans going worse to second that's pretty good and, and that's I can a, handle that, a little yeah. bit easier right <laughs> yeah that I could see um I think Tennessee's gonna be really bad I don't think it's crazy to say maybe Jacksonville stumbles a little bit you know but I, I can't see Houston being a, a winning team you know over 500 it's going to be huge, too, because that will complete the trade that the Texans uh, utilize their own future first because they have Cleveland's future first next year as well in 2024 draft. But they traded away their own to go up with the Cardinals uh, to number three to get Will Anderson. So is this team like most teams with rookie quarterbacks pretty bad and picking really high again? Uh, that'll skew that trade in, in a certain direction. But I do think they're a better team across the board. It's just. And, and maybe even at quarterback, but it's still a rookie maybe. quarterback. So, you know, how right, many more right. wins do you get than three? If, if you if you win seven, eight games, it's a huge win for the Texans in their development. Exactly. I mean, that's what you should shoot for, not, hey, let's, we're going to own the division already. That defense, though, does the defense take this massive leap with D'Amico Ryans? And, and that'll, I mean, that'll, that'll get you your four wins to seven right there, probably. I just think the defense is short on talent. The next offseason will be about the defense. How about the AFC West? We've got the Kansas City Chiefs who won it at 14 and 3 last year. The Chargers 10 and 7. The Raiders were not last place. They were 6 and 11. So now you've got the Denver Broncos that were a 5 and 12 team that brought in a new head coach, Sean Payton. So if it's not coach, quarterback, I mean, those are the two most important factors in, in a team getting a lot better from one year to the next. And they have a veteran quarterback that played some of his worst ball. Can new head coach Sean Payton turn that around for Russell Wilson and the Broncos? That, that's almost the entire story here. 
See, I'm warming up there that he can. You know, I mean, I think they have some O-line running game in place. They have a lot of weapons. I think the defense is good, you know, and I do think Wilson and Peyton have had such success in this league that th- these two proud guys will make it a look a lot better than it was a year ago. But Mahomes and Reed just own the division. I mean, they they were 6-0 and in the division. They seems like they are every year. I could see Denver going worse to second. I mean, it almost is like if Mahomes gets hurt, they're in it. But I, I don't know that we can play that game, you know? Right. Worse to second, worse to third. Sure. Uh, but but even the Chargers, I think, are going to be a better football team. I do, too. I mean, I think the Raiders are going to be clearly worst in the West, which is progress, I guess, for Denver. I can see Denver winning eight games. And we're talking worse to first, but, you know, the first step is is to climb out of the cellar. Right, 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 right. And there's a path for all these teams to do that. And and obviously the Denver Broncos, we'll see what it looks like with uh, with Sean Payton there. But you've got, uh, I mean, there's so many weapons. They, they, they really underachieved as bad as you could last year. And so that's where, right. to me, you point to the coaching staff. And they still have a pretty good offensive line. They still have uh, a ton of talented wide receiver with Judy and Sutton, Tim Patrick, and then you get Marvin Mims in the second round coming in to be a sort of a, a deep threat for, for that team. Add a little juice to the offense. Javante Williams coming back from injury. So uh, we'll see what it looks like there. And on the defensive side of the ball, I think some work to do. They lost Bradley Chubb in mm-hmm. the trade last year, right? So uh, the defensive line is probably the one thing that holds them back from being um, from being a team that, that really flips the switch into being a scary football team and just being like, okay, they're better, but – they still need more on defense, even though they can, right. they can cover a little bit. That's what I think as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That means we are on to the NFC side of things, Matt. In the NFC East, the last place teams in the in the East was a, was a 500 football team, the 8-8-1 eight, eight, yeah. Washington Commanders that were just behind the Giants. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys were a 12-win team, and obviously we know the run that the uh, Philadelphia Eagles went on last year to the Super Bowl at 14-3. and 8-8 eight eight Washington Commanders. Where do they get better to potentially go win this division? Yeah, you would think a team that's at 500 in fourth place would be your top candidate to go worst to first. But unfortunately for Washington, no fault of their own, I think the two best teams in the NFC are in their division. So, I mean, I think that's a tough jump. I mean, Washington versus the Giants for third place to me is going to be a conversation. I can't see worst to first from Washington. I mean, I think they could run the ball well. Yes, they have weapons. That D-line could be utterly dominant but that's probably a 10-win ceiling. Of all the teams we talked about, Matt, I think they have the, the least chance, even though they've had the best record of all the teams we talked maybe, about. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I mean, just the teams ahead of them are too good. Right, and uh, and where's the where's the thing you point to where it's like, oh, this is so much different for Washington this year versus last year. This is They're going to win five more games because of mm-hmm. blank. And, and it's hard Sam Howell's the best player in the league. Like, eh, right. I'm squinting pretty hard for that. We, we talked about how the Browns needed to improve from Jacoby Brissett. So it's not Sam Howell, it's Jacoby Brissett. That's the other quarterback that would take over for Sam Howell. So this one's really hard for me. And I would say uh, when, when we rank these, they might be the, the least likely team to go yeah. worst to first. But they could be the seventh wild card team in a bad conference. You know, they sure. may end yeah. up with 10 wins or something, but be right. third nope. in, the, in the division or, you know, just don't get a bunch worse. Right, and, and right, you might right, be okay right. still if you're Washington, right? But but winning five more games is hard for me to see. I agree. NFC North, they had the worst team in the league last year, Matt. I just talked about how the 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 Jaguars did it, and this is the same. This is the same sort of formula, right? You get better everywhere. Your quarterback takes that next step. We saw it mid season for 
for Justin Fields last year. They were three and 14. Now they had the worst point differential in the entire NFL last year, minus 137 points. So that's a lot of points to make up, but they also lost a whole bunch of really close games. So some of the games they lost, those could be flipped. I think if they just replayed last year. So I'm pretty bullish on the bears. Maybe I shouldn't be, but I just think they got better in a lot of places. Offensive line better, receivers receivers a lot better, which was the worst position group on the team. And then just that incremental step from their young, you know, super talented quarterback. Uh, give me some bears. And, and guess what? Aaron Rodgers no longer in the division. Man. Yeah, that's big. Um, I don't have a lot of respect. It kind of reminds me of Houston, actually. I don't have a lot of respect for the other teams in the division. There's no Chiefs, Eagles, Dallas, et cetera, like we've talked about. But also like Houston, I think they're a year away from this conversation. And you, you referenced some of the additions. I think the offense, like Houston, is going to go from like worst in the league to middle of the pack. I just think the defense has nothing. I mean, I think next offseason is going to be defense, 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 defense. And sure, they'll run the ball well, and they'll try to keep that defense off the field. And they'll probably win more than zero games in the division like last year. But I I, I mean, again, I don't have a lot of respect for the Vikings and Packers and semi for the Lions. I just don't know that I can write a story where this team wins nine or ten. They're going to have to outscore some people. That's for yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Can they do it is the big question there because they've got a running game. They already had that. Of course, Justin Fields is a big part of that at quarterback. So Fields takes the step. You have uh, Deontay Foreman and Rashawn Johnson added to the running back mix with Khalil Herbert. But more importantly, the offensive line, your first round mm-hmm. pick and Darnell Wright at right tackle solidified that opposite tackle from Braxton Jones, who was a really nice pick last year. Huge vote of confidence, by the way, for the fifth rounder from last year, Braxton Jones to be the longtime left tackle for them going into year two. So improvements in year two for Jones. Then you have Tevin Jenkins sliding into left guard, no more bouncing around right tackle. And, you know, so left guard to stay white hair at center, Nate Davis, who they brought in from Tennessee at right guard, much improved offensive line. Of course, DJ Moore, Claypool, full season and off season, Darnell Mooney. That's a really solid one, two, three there for, for the bears and, and so much more improved than what we've seen for the, the weapons. And of course, Cole Komet, a tight end. So love what can happen there offensively if everything yeah. comes together and they take their step, but defensively it's the defensive line that I think, could hold him back oh. and you know demarcus walker's um you know, a free agent from tennessee who they brought in andrew billings they brought in they have uh justin jones on the defensive line travis gibson i don't think any four of those would start for most of the good offensive lines around the nfl and, and no. maybe some mediocre offensive lines but they've got gervin dexter and zach pickens at tackle that they drafted uh in in round two and three demarcus or uh, dominique robinson who showed some flashes as a fifth rounder last year um i like what's going on in the secondary but that front seven is where uh, I, I really get worried about this team yeah i mean i like the linebackers but uh, the d line i think is maybe the worst in the league when it's all said and done did make a big splash signing of tremaine edmonds so so that'll help yeah, the linebacking yeah. group obviously tj edwards but uh yeah defensive line that, that's what will hold back the bears most likely or if justin fields doesn't take that next step which I don't think is a guarantee. You know, I mean, I, I like Fields, but I'm not. It's still a projection. You know? Right, 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 right. NFC South. <laughs> what do you do? I'm going to say yes. Somebody's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here, uh, let's take a let's take a break here. Uh, NFC okay. South, NFC West, and then we'll we'll throw down Matt our our picks for the teams that will actually go worst to first in 2023. But first, I want to thank everybody for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Shout out to the everydayers. Get those mailbag questions in. Drop a comment on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed up. Hit the bell. Hit the like. And find us on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts every stinking day. 
including this holiday Monday, Matt. So happy Memorial Day for you. I hope you had a good weekend. I had a nice little barbecue this weekend and uh, nice. had a lot of fun. So this South is kind of ruins the exercise a little bit. <laughs> it, <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, the, the, I mean, the Falcons were seven and 10 and the Saints were seven and 10, right? So we're uh, Carolina. And oh, I stressed. <laughs> so technically, the Falcons were were fourth because I think they picked the earliest when it was yeah, all said so, and done. But right. So if, if we're doing, if we're going strict, we got to be talking about the Falcons going worse to first. But in reality, okay. these were three seven and ten teams. So which one do you like to actually go worse to first of these teams? Because I don't think it would be the Falcons to me. It'd probably be the Saints, just because I think they're a more talented roster but i could buy the argument for the falcons too because you know the, again, year two quarterback taking a taking a leap i mean honestly i think tampa will not win the division so there will be a worse to first yeah um, if, if you're counting you all know. three then that's, a, that's almost a guarantee in this division that it's a worse to first if it's one of those three teams just finishing ahead of the, the bucks yeah year. and so i kind of want to skip this division in a way because they just screw up the drill but if it's it st- as it stands today I think I would pick the Saints to win the division. I think they're the most stable, especially at quarterback and on defense. But I think Atlanta got noticeably better. Ritter just worries me a little bit. But I think there's so much around him and the defense might not stink that I could write the story where Atlanta wins the division too. By the way, the eight and nine bucks who won the division last year, uh, a game ahead of all three of those seven and ten teams, they had the worst point differential in the division at minus 45. Mm. And the Saints had the best at minus 18. So the entire division was minus point differential on the year. Uh, But I I think we have to consider the Falcons here. Let's focus on the Falcons. Okay, Worst of first for the Falcons. What do you say there? Uh, Very possible. Again, I don't think the competition is very difficult. I thought the defense was horrendous, and I think it can go from horrendous to average. You know, they may have overspent on some dudes, but I don't care about that for this exercise. Really good O-line, really good running game. Ritter doesn't have to do a ton to get this team to nine wins to win a bad division. I mean, throw in the Pitts and London and Bijan and those guys. So, yeah, I think that's quite possible. Here's the thing is I don't think they got better in the run game because they're already pretty good in the run game. Yeah, uh, yeah. So to me, it's it's Ritter and the defense and and whatever Ritter does will be huge. Is the defense good enough to to win some of those games? And and uh, for an offense, it's probably not going to be lighting the scoreboard on fire. Can the defense keep those games close for you know a year two leap for Desmond Ritter? There, it's tough. And and for the the Panthers too, considering them, I mean, I don't, I think the Panthers got worse, and they're starting a rookie quarterback now. He right. might be the guy in the future, but they've got to do a lot of work around him. I I think it's going to be a tough year for Carolina. Real quick, you know the the Tannehill uh, Coach Smith connection in Atlanta. I could see Tannehill ending up as the Falcons quarterback, and he's far from great, but I would probably pick them to win that division with Tannehill. Ritter falls on his face uh, a mid-year. Yeah, or even they trade for him next maybe. week or, you know, right. Yeah. I mean, or, or, yeah, just in the offseason. Right. It right, really right. sounds like they're behind Ritter. And like, Ritter's our guy. And I want to see. I, know, I hope I they don't do any moves there. Because I, I, I liked Ritter last year uh, and so I, I in the draft. And so I want to see what he looks like there with the Falcons. I mean, if he is, wow, they're really sitting pretty for this year and the future. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, no doubt. Because yeah. the Panthers are, I mean, the, uh, the, the Panthers found their quarterback of the future. They hope the, the they saints, hope, yeah. the car is a short term. I mean, he's, he's young enough that he could be a semi, it's because sort of a medium term move, I guess. If mm-hmm. Carr is a guy there and they still have some talent on that roster and you know, the bucks, I just, 
know. I don't know what, what the Bucks are doing right now. I think they're just going to take their medicine this year. That's as bad a quarterback situation as there is in the league. You know, big picture. NFC West, the Arizona Cardinals were four and thirteen last year. Matt, the Rams were only one game better with five wins. The Seahawks were a nine and eight playoff team, and the 49ers won the division at thirteen and four, losing in the NFC Championship game. And uh, the San Francisco 49ers had the best point differential in the NFL at plus one seventy three last year. Matt, Arizona Cardinals, I believe, were third worst at no fourth worst, uh, fourth worst. Yeah, point differential behind the Bears, behind the Colts and the Texans with a minus 109. And now they don't have Kyler Murray for, I don't know, half the year. Yeah, I'm assuming he won't be there at least the first month. They lost seven in a row. They only won one game in the division. I think the defense looks terrible. You know, rookie head coaches struggle. There's two really good teams in the division. And as much as we make fun of the Rams defense, I still think the Rams are better than Arizona. So... This is probably my take, easiest one. No. Would you take Aaron Donald or the entire Cardinals defense? <laughs> Donald. <laughs> I'd be like Buda Baker. And and that's yeah, yeah. Like, just some Maybe of the like, just this week, you know, with, with releasing someone like DeAndre Hopkins too. So they get even worse yeah. there, the Cardinals do. And and Buda Baker is a guy that needs a new contract. If I'm Michael Bidwell and I'm the Cardinals, I'm giving him everything he wants. He's saying all the right things, sounding like a leader for a team that it's really easy to jump ship on. So I hope mm-hmm. Buda Baker gets paid because he's he's really the most important player for that franchise right now to 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 just have a face of the franchise and build going forward. Like I'm not I mean, picking on Kyle. I'm not intentionally picking on Kyler Murray, but if he isn't a great leader, they need the J.J. Watt, the Larry Fitzgerald, the Buda Baker. You know what I mean? Like someone else has to be the the the, the face of the team. Absolutely. So probably a big no on the Cardinals, big right? No. You're going no. and look the, the there you could this division. Even though there's a couple of playoff teams here, you, you could see how things could get a little weird with the 49ers because they don't really have their quarterback thing figured out right now, mm-hmm. but they have some options at least there that that could all turn out okay for them and they've got a really good defense and a lot of talent on that football team so it's hard to to picture the 49ers falling too far the seahawks are a a team that added a whole bunch of young talent there so even if the cardinals were better than what we expect which i I think they're gonna be worse than than a four-win team they were last year you know it's still hard to see them leapfrogging more than one team and that's if the rams fall in their face basically I, I I can see Seattle people getting too excited about them right now, and they're very average. I'm not predicting that, but I could write that story. Like Geno Smith may- is like, oh yeah, it's still Geno Smith, and he's still Geno Smith, and he's right, yeah, 25th best quarterback in the league or whatever. And the Niners' quarterback situation could be a disaster, but even if it's a disaster, the Niners are better than the Cardinals. Like their disaster scenario is Sam Darnold with all that talent. They should be, yeah. a, you know, a, a, an eight-win team at worst. Right, you would think. right, right, right. Um, yeah. So. I think they have a very high floor, the Niners. Absolutely. I totally agree. So, with that said, I think the Cardinals rank last as far as teams going worst to first for me. Yeah, uh, me too. Maybe then Washington. But which ones are the most likely? I, I'm going to say Chicago Bears, Matt. Uh, maybe mm, I'm too excited agree. Justin Smith. I mean, Justin uh, Fields, year three, and, and what that team could do. Uh, I, give me the Chicago Bears, Matt. That's going to be my first draft pick for going worst to first. Because mm. I think the uh, the Packers are going to you know have to figure things out. They still have a decent roster. The Lions could be good. The Vikings could be good. But I think the Bears, on paper to me, with uh, what I think Fields could be, I think they should be a similar team to what we saw from the Lions last year. Okay. I mean, when we talk tomorrow, 
I don't think the Vikings are anything close to a 13 and four team. So I don't think that there's a, you know, King of the North. that's all that hard to knock off. I'm going to avoid the NFC South because too easy to say, well, I'll take the Panthers, Saints and Falcons, you know, right. so I'm not- <laughs> yeah. for this, for this exercise, it's the Falcons. If you pick the yeah, South okay. it's be Falcons. Okay. Okay. Well, in that case, they would be my pick, but of these eight teams that we profiled, I think the Jets and Browns could win the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. So I think that's where you have to go. And yeah, I, I would say the Bills and Dolphins are sl- the Bengals are really good. And man, Baltimore with Lamar back too, and and the Steelers oh, are obviously getting better. And they were already a nine win team last year. Did, here's the question for you with the Steelers to to finish this up, and, and it'll help me handicap the Browns here. Because if they're, it's just so much harder to to be better than three teams instead of being better than one good team, right? So that right, might right. make the Jets, who um, you know, it'd be just a little bit easier to to get over the Dolphins and the Patriots than maybe it would be to get over the the Steelers and the Ravens. But the key is the Steelers here. Were the Steelers Steelers playing a little over their head last year to win nine games? Um, a little. Uh, really, it was a tale of two two halves. You know, they had a week nine by. They were. Awful in the first nine against the hardest schedule in the league. And then they were really, really good. If you look at it against a weaker schedule, but Pickett found himself. They ran the ball. Watt came back. And I think their offseason was tremendous. So I know I'm a homer. I know that. But the Steelers win totals eight and a half. The over is one of my favorite bets in all of football right now because their schedule is unbelievably easy, too. Well, there you go. Well, not as easy as you think because we've got the new, maybe Super Bowl champion Cleveland Browns, maybe twice a year in the division. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So between the Jets and the Browns, I'll say, I'll say Jets then Browns. Pass. Man, I yeah, can see that. Most, if you're a Jets fan or a Browns fan, I'm not buying Super Bowl tickets yet, but you can get excited. I think. Oh yeah, I think they're both going the right direction. I think they're both contenders. They both might miss the playoffs and have great years, though, because of the divisions in AFC. And, you know, what if Tua gets hurt? And I don't want to say Josh Allen gets hurt, but Tua getting hurt seems to happen with some regularity. Or the Bills stumble a little. You know, I mean, I I can see. I think I'll take the Jets have a better chance than the Browns to win their division. Yeah, I'll put the Jets slightly over the Browns. And I I still like the Bears. And obviously the Falcons have a pretty good shot there in that uh, NFC South. Okay, those are the worst to first teams in 2023. Let us know what you think on Twitter at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL or drop a comment on YouTube. Matt and I back tomorrow. What about teams that could go first to worst right here? Peacock and Williamson.